Hey guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast, Two is Better Than One. Today we are here with Nahamani. I love your name. Can I just say that? Thank you. Your name is so beautiful. Um, You told me your history on um, where you actually got your name from, so I'm really excited for you to share your story. Just to give you a little bit of information, um, my name is Sasha, uh, for those of you that don't know, and I am the owner of Figaro Virtual Services. I have a virtual company where I provide services for um, business owners. Uh, virtual services like virtual assistant or online business manager and the podcast I use to actually bring awareness to the wonderful stories of uh, female business owners all around the country. Um, I seem to be getting connected with a lot of people in Columbus, which is great because if I ever want to meet you, I can. So that's good. <laughs> so, um, but um, I can speak to anybody around the country. So if you're interested in, in telling your story, just come on just the way uh, Nahamani's doing. Um, just to give you guys some insight, uh, Nahamani, she actually chose her name to be her business, uh, which I think is wonderful. She's actually offering uh, the customers her, her time, her passion, and everything that is everything that is Nahamani. That that is what her customers get. So she gives it all to them. It's it's not fake. It's not it's not cookie cutter. It's um, everybody she's meeting. She's giving them passion and and the respect and love that basically is her. And for those of you that don't know, Nahamani actually means compassionate leader in Hebrew. So, which I think is a wonderful, I think it's a beautiful name. It, it kind of makes me want to change my name because I think that the, the meaning behind that, you have no choice but to do amazing things. You have no choice. Like your name was like, no, you can't have this name and, and do nothing. So you have to. Absolutely. Exactly. And that's exactly what you're doing. So um, I'm going to pass it over to you and you can just tell us your story, um, how your life has, um, where you started, uh, how your personal life is connected with your business, because people like to think that they're separate and they're not. So um, just uh, tell us your story, anything you want to tell us, anything you think that will be valuable to the listeners. Okay. Well, good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, As she mentioned, my name is Nahamani Israel. I'm the owner of Nahamani.org. So Nahamani.org is a digital communications company. Um, I started this business because I do have a very strong passion for helping businesses communicate with their target audience. Um, And it's also helped me um, in my personal life. As Sasha had mentioned, I cannot separate the two. Um, And I think a lot of times as small business owners, we try to do that. We try to, you know, have this business persona and this personal life and um, really in the real world they are one and the same. Um, I I teach people a lot about branding um, and you are your personal brand. There's nothing that can separate you. Um, So I actually changed my name when I was 16 years old. Um, I converted over to Judaism and I wanted a name that represented who I am as a person who I wanted to be. Um, I always tell people that's what I want to be. I want to be a compassionate leader when I grow up. So I'm still a work in progress. Um, But my story and my journey has been very unique. Um, I actually converted to Judaism after a pretty traumatic experience happened. Um, At 15, I was sexually assaulted. Um, And as kind of that soul searching and going through those processes and those changes, Um, trying to figure out who I needed to be to survive, um, I found this way of life. And I feel like, although that was a terrible situation that happened, um, it led me to one of the greatest changes in my life. So 
I'm no longer bitter. I'm no longer sad or broken about it. I feel that I have been blessed to have, you know, experienced that and come out of that alive. Um, even though I look a little bit emotional. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It's real. <laughs> the, fact, the fact that you can talk about it is is what tells that you're you're moving forward. Just because the you know you don't feel sad about it, if it got you know God forbid somebody close to you passes away, you might get past that grieving point. But when you talk about them, it still triggers something. Which I mean, honestly, why would you want it not to? Right. That's, you know, you want to you want to feel. You don't want to push it down. I think having no emotions is way worse. Than having emotions um, as long as you're keeping it in check obviously right and, do, and <laughs> doing the work, right and doing the work that it takes to heal um healing is a beautiful thing um so doing the work and doing you know putting forth the effort each day to be better than i was yesterday um so when i joined uh i became a hebrew israelite at 16. that's when i found the name and i assumed the name unofficially it wasn't until I was actually much older that I wouldn't had it legally changed. So when I first had my son, I gave him the name Israel and it was an ordeal taking him to the doctor. They always wanted to verify he was actually my child. So before I had my daughter, um, I went and had it legally changed. So we are all Israels. Um, Wonderful. So when I was married to my daughter's father, we we had some 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 issues and some uphill some uphill battles, um, and unfortunately, that marriage ended very abruptly. Um, it was a very tense situation. It was very abusive. Um, and one day, I woke up. I was married um, in a home with two kids right. and a small business. Um, and that night, me and my family um, were no longer able to be there, and we ended up becoming homeless. Um, and, and, had, and it was it was all of you, your husband, your and your two kids, or is it just you and your? It was just me and the two kids. Okay. Um, and you know, we ended up becoming homeless. Of course, for a while we couch surfed, stayed with friends and relatives, but um, eventually we needed a little bit more stability than that mm -hmm. was able to provide us. So we went into a shelter here locally called Bethany House, um, and it is a shelter that's geared towards families, mostly women with children. Um, and they gave us a really strong launching pad. Um, that was 2003. So we're in 2020. So that was 17 years ago. That's wonderful. Um, and they helped us get on our feet. And thankfully, we have been self-sufficient ever since. Um, but one great thing that came out of that is that it made me and the children much closer and much stronger. Um, our bond has been amazing. So um, after we got a place, I continued to run my business then. For a couple more years but i decided i really needed a college degree in order to be able to give my customers everything that they needed to be successful so i closed down the business i went back to work in corporate and wow. you know, that gave me the opportunity to use tuition reimbursement um, and i enrolled in college i started at a local community college cincinnati state got my associate's degree there and then i transferred to xavier university so while I was at Xavier is when I actually launched Nahamani.org. So 2015, I was a senior in college, uh, working full-time with wow, two kids. Oh, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> two kids, full-time job. And I was, um, I decided it was time to start my business. So I had been thinking of the name Nahamani.org. I had been thinking about the services that I wanted to right. offer um, for many years. But 
you know, I needed that foundation in order to make sure it was going to be successful. Right. Um, so I started doing like some websites on the side and, you know, I was still working during the day. Um, and then I graduated from Xavier in 2016, I actually graduated cum laude, um, nice. which was a I had to, you know, I had two young people looking up to me. Um, I had to show them that it was possible. Yeah. I had to show them that, you know, it was worth the effort and the energy to put that I needed to put into it. Um, so I started cum laude, I graduated cum laude. I started my business, still working full time. Um, and in 2017, um, I decided, I made the big girl move and I decided to fire my day job and wow. become a full time entrepreneur. And thankfully I have not looked back. Um, I've been blessed with so many opportunities. I've been able to help businesses in many or uh, many industries. So a lot of people ask you like, well, what's your target audience? Right. Um, and I don't target businesses based on what service they provide. I target them mostly based on their size and their limited capacity. So okay. most of my clients are small organizations, two, three, four person operations. A lot of them are one person operations. Um, but I help them what be you, able to I need to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I help them be able to communicate what they do and their services yeah. to the world using digital communications. So website design is the foundation of my business. I've been designing websites since 2000. Um, but after graduating, I brought in public relations management and also um, change management consulting. So like right now in this environment that we're in, everybody's kind of like freaking out and not sure what to do. And I have been very fortunate that, you know, this is, this is the reason why businesses need digital communications. They yep. need a strong website. They need a strong social media presence. They need to have relationships with the media in order to get their, their services out there. Right. Um, and all of these services that I offer, they help elevate businesses and give them that ability to function from anywhere. Whether we're working from home, whether they're in the office, you know, when all this is said and done, you know, I want my clients to be more successful um, and be stronger coming out of this than we are in it right now. Right. So during this time right now that you're seeing, are you seeing your clients are having a hard time or do you feel like because you set them up um, at the beginning, they're actually thriving or at least they're not worried? Everybody's a little bit different. I think, you know, it's really hard not to worry with right. the media feeding us so much negative in information. Yeah. Um, so it is giving me an opportunity to kind of give them some coaching, give them some reassurance. Um, but those, you know, projects, like I have a company, they um, help, they offer group, they teach people how to start a group home and they also operate six group homes. They're like, this website is perfect. It's helping us be able to do what we need to do in our day jobs and still be able to reach new people and get the word out there to new individuals. So it, it really is, you know, if you've done the work and put, put everything in place, you know, we, we can all survive this. There are some that are a little nervous. Yeah. Um, and then like I have, you know, some, some businesses are um, brick and mortar businesses and, you know, every day here in Ohio, at least every day, you know, the rules of who can be open and who can't be open because of coronavirus is changing. Right. Um, 
So those, some of those are like, you know, a little bit more nervous, but a lot of them are like, okay, let's do a, a PR pitch. My product can help with this in the, you know, what's going on in the external environment. Right. Um, before we, before I got on the call, I was actually just working on a press release for a business that um, offers CBD infused hand sanitizer. So here oh, in Cincinnati, nice. I haven't been able to find any hand sanitizer for- I think I know what company you're actually talking about. (laughs) I think I actually know what company you're talking about. That's crazy, yeah. So yeah, so you know I mean? Like they they have been, you know, this is an opportunity for them to showcase their products. Right. And because we've already established relationships with certain media personalities, it's just a matter of sending them a message and saying, hey, we can help out with this and this is how we can help. Um, And then of course I have some clients who, you know, I sent them a proposal. I told them what they needed this. They didn't jump on board. And now they're in my DMs like, oh my God, I need my website. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I Being an online business manager and a virtual assistant, essentially, um, basically a virtual assistant is just, uh, you know, the person that's there in the nitty gritty doing, you know, all the work. And then the, the OBM is making sure that the team is doing everything they're supposed to be doing. So I've seen right. it from both ends. And I'm, I'm coming across people now that are that are saying, you know, they they need a team. They need an online presence. They need somebody to help them. Uh, they're com- Obviously, the money's still, you know, in the forefront of their mind because everybody's thinking, you know, where's my next paycheck going to come from for the most part? Uh, but they're starting to see the the importance of uh, of social media and being online and and everything you're saying it's funny because as you're talking I'm actually learning things that you do as a company that I didn't know and with me working with so many entrepreneurs I I literally am like I'm like the first person they come to as a VA mm-hmm. to hire they they don't hire they usually don't hire anybody until they hire a VA unless it's like maybe somebody to create their 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 website and things like that like you're doing but that's a temporary one-time project mm-hmm. so um hearing the things that you do and seeing it from the from the being on the forefront with the entrepreneurs i know that they need your services so bad Absolutely. because they 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 know their they have their field of expertise they need to focus on that but it's very hard for them to accept entrepreneurs, and I'm and I'm the same per, I'm the same way. I was not so much now, but it's very hard to for an entrepreneur who has that dream mindset, that has that that goal, that vision, to think and to admit, this is my sweet spot. I need somebody to take care of this part. It's very hard for them to bring people on. So um, that's my question to you. Do you get a lot of pushback of um, people wanting to? Obviously, you don't have to say your numbers, but people wanting to knowing they need your service versus paying for the service because um, value people are losing the connection between how valuable it is to invest in your business. So do you get a lot of pushback when you tell them, when you tell them what they need, they say, yes, I'm on board. And then you say, okay, this is what it is. Do you get pushback or do you feel that that business owners are like, well, no, I know I need this. Let's just do it. So for me, I am big on building relationships. Right. Um, so that's always the first step. Um, I have what I call a free one-on-one consultation um, where we kind of get to know each other and get to kind of talk about, you know, what their goals or expectations are and what they can afford. Right. Um, so I do a lot of pre-work so that when we get to the point where I'm actually presenting them with numbers, 
um, I have a good sense for where they're at. Um, yes, of course, you know, I wish I 100% of the proposals I sent out were accepted and sent right back right away. Um, so, you know, sometimes it is a little bit more educating on how, you know, but That's if you consider the cost of designing a website that does a lot of the services, you know, does a lot of things, takes a lot off your plate, um, and hiring a full-time employee, you know, that, that a website is a smaller investment mm -hmm. with a lot less risk than it is to hire somebody full-time right. to come in and do the same things. So yeah. it's really, a, it's, it's really an educational process, especially right. that early consulting part, um, really working with them and helping them understand the value. Um, and then being able to present them with something, you know, everybody can't afford the pie in the sky website and everything is automated. And as soon as they click this and everything is packaged up, you know, the Amazon type of website, yeah. um, that's not in the budget for most small businesses. Um, so being able to understand what their budget is and give them something that, you know, is scalable. Okay. This might be our first phase, you know, where we come out and have a web presence and then we can add you know a shopping uh, e-commerce functionality to that later on um, I had one customer they wanted to do an e-commerce website and they sent me like 200 products mm. and I'm like now I can do a 200 product website but that's gonna cost you a pretty penny mm. so how about we scale it back and we go with your 25 best sellers and what that does is that allows you to get the site out there quicker um, get all of the technical kinks, um, you know, who's going to process your payments, how are you going to ship, get all of that, get your, your feet wet, and then we can add on to it each month, which then gives you more content for social media. Right. So, you know, every time we're adding four or five products, that's four or five posts that you can be doing, right. you know, letting people know, hey, now we have this and now we right. have this. So, you know what I mean? Like really thinking about it in a scalable way. Um, has helped them be more successful. It, of course, keeps their upfront costs down and it makes it more manageable. Um, they can manage their inventory a little bit better. They know that, you know, these 25, 35, 40 products are available online, so they have to keep them in stock. Mm -hmm. Versus if everything's available online, what do you keep in stock? What do you right. order? You know what I mean, like, and then, you know, what becomes obsolete after a certain amount of time? Like there's so many factors that they have to think about it. And that's why I think it was so important for me to get that business degree. Right. So, you know what I mean? Like I can help educate them on things that aren't even necessarily related to my business, but actually how they can help better run their business. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of things that um, entrepreneurs don't realize go to behind the scenes. And I love that you you offered them a solution. They came up with their, they came to you with what they want to do. You offered them a solution. And instead of stopping there, you said, okay, now you know how you want to have all of them. This is a plan what we're going to do in the future. And you didn't stop by just saying, well, let's just do 25 because it's, that's what's in your budget. Or saying, hey, you want to do 200 products? Okay, this is the amount, pay it. You right. really took the time to, and that's the relationship part, obviously, you took the time to actually say, hey, I want to I wanna help you. This is, the, this is what we should do. This is the plan. Um, and I, I really, I commend you for that because a lot of business owners, they're, they have intention and they're, they, they're obviously everybody has to make money. That's, that's, you know, let's not try to be naive about that. But 
the effort and the value that you put through as a person to person instead of thinking business to business only because business to business is obviously what we do they're entrepreneurs we promote to other businesses but the relationship part is what's important because you're giving every this is your baby you're handing it over to somebody to do what they say they're going to do and you're putting your money i mean the whole point is to make more money so to know that you're you you have your your business in the hands of somebody that's actually going to treat it with respect and actually care about it is very important and i understand that i understand that a lot more than people think because um uh, in my position the reason why i wanted to switch from a virtual assistant full-time to an obm and kind of just do the, the two of them is because i want to be on the front lines with the people with my clients with the entrepreneurs you know i want i want to be part of their dream not in a selfish way but at the same time i want to know that i helped somebody take their their idea and turn it into you know five six seven even eight figures you know and i and i don't i don't want them to say oh yeah this sasha did it blah blah but i want to know between me and them that i helped them so the fact that you go that that extra mile to say hey this is what i think we should do but this is a plan for the next steps instead of stopping that is and and you are not everybody can do college or not everybody needs college but the fact that you you made that jump and actually utilized what it is that you put your time and effort into that's wonderful because a lot of people they give you what they get what they say they're going to give and that's it they drop you that right. you know they don't go that extra step so um what would you say with being a mom and and because you your company is wonderful it's a very it's a very big company um I, you know don't don't minimize it at all because I've, i've done like i said i've stalked you on social i've gone on <laughs> on your website and i love going through i mean you have a lot of writing in certain points and i actually sat there and wanted to read it because it was visually appealing the way it was laid out was very nice Um, and I wanted to actually keep reading, keep reading. And I was just scrolling and scrolling. And you know how sometimes you don't want to do that. You're like, just get me to the good stuff, you know? But that's the thing. It's all good stuff. So it's very, it's very, I see just off of your website, the, the, um, the product and the value that you put out there. So, but my question to you, you have a big company, you're running it, you're kicking butt, you, I mean, PR and web design. It's a lot. I know firsthand that is a lot. It's very time consuming. How do you keep that running? You're basically your empire running and keep growing and still be there because with you being so close to your kids, um, you guys went through something very, very, you know, a lot of people, when you go through a hardship together with somebody, you get close and you're close with the kids as it is, but something like that makes it, it's different. It's, it's, it's very different. So with running your empire, and still being, you know, a kick-ass mom, how do you find that you're, you're, how do you manage that? Like, what tips would you say to manage the empire that you have, that you're growing and still being present to your children because they're they're ultimately the whole reason we do this? Um, I think a lot of it is about balance, um, having a clear schedule. So um, everybody knows, both my clients and my family know, you know, when I'm open for business, and when I am in mom mode or family mode or even rest mode, because that's important too. Um, so having a consistent schedule, um, making sure that, you know, when I do have downtime that we're using it well, um, you know, we're doing something that we all like to do. 
whether that be going out to the movies or just kind of hanging out together. Um, we all like to dance and act silly. Um, and then I've been very fortunate also. So my kids are a little older. Um, so I've been very fortunate that I'm able, that's okay. I've been very fortunate that I'm able to bring them into what I'm doing. Right. Um, so, you know, if I'm hosting a social media workshop, you know, I'll have them come and take pictures and work the door and kind of support the business. Um, so that they don't feel like, you know, this is all separate and this is all, you know, about me. This is, right. I'm doing this as a legacy for you all. Um, you know, whether they decide to continue the business after I've retired and gone off to the beach right. or, you know, what have you. But so, so keeping them involved, um, making sure everybody's on the same page, being flexible with everybody, including myself. Right. Um, that's very important to me is like, you know, you know, we want to be, you know, on point and, and show perfection out in, you know, in the world or whatever. But sometimes we make mistakes sometimes, right. you know, and being transparent about that. Um, I did a social media boot camp um, back in February. It feels like such a long time ago now. It's not. <laughs> We're still in March. I know. So I did a social media boot camp back in February, and um, I was having a pretty rough day. And mm-hmm. I, you know, of course, showed up for my clients because that's what I'm. It's ingrained in me. Right. Um, but I had to kind of open up to them and say, "Hey, this was a rough day for me." You know, there was times today when I felt like, you know, throwing in the towel and I just can't do this. Um, but I, I had to show up for you guys. Um, and then so afterwards, we had lots of cute pictures and I went and posted the pictures. And in one of the posts, I shared, you know, that transparent moment. Like, you know, this was rough. I didn't have the best day, but, you know, I'm glad I made it through that. And that post, out of like eight posts that I put up after the event, that post got the most likes, the most comments the best engagement because you know people need to see that you are a real human being right you make mistakes you're not you know what i mean like i you know what i mean i'm not a robot um and you know what i mean so and having that kind of that flexibility with myself having that flexibility with my kids um i'm sitting here kind of a little nervous because i can hear that they're awake i'm like i hope they don't come like rushing in here at full speed uh, i mean i told you my phone I got a new phone and I thought I had it on silent. I do now, which is funny that I immediately knew what to do. I'm kind of irritated, but um, I have I have one more thing that I actually want you to talk about because I don't, even in our conversation, our first interview, you didn't talk about this and I'm kind of, I need you to, to boast about yourself a little bit. Okay. You, are, you are actually associated and you produce a television show. I did. I've actually um, stepped away from that project that is um, a big deal. <laughs> that so is a big deal. I, I, produced, I produced a show called On the Line with Britton New One Carter. Um, it The show was designed to take social justice issues and put them on the line and give the audience actionable items that they could do um, to make their communities better. So rather than sitting around and complaining and being worried and right. you know talking about, oh, everybody's doing the wrong things, um, what can we do as a community to actually make um, the community better? Um, it was an awesome experience. Um, it led to me being involved with two feature films yeah. um, and be, you know relationships, people that come on the show. I've built long-term relationships with them. Um, so I then got an opportunity. So I had to step away because there was an opportunity to work 
um, with a group called Jubilee Cincinnati. Um, and Jubilee Cincinnati is all about creating um, equitable, an equitable economy for people of color, um, for or for marginalized communities, right. whether it's not really based off of just race. But so that is some work that I've been doing um, that's taken a little bit more of my time and my energy from that. Um, but it's something that's very important and something that I'm very passionate about. Um, I get to help others, you know, in the space of entrepreneurship. Um, I have also started a land development company that is focused on the West End neighborhood of Cincinnati, um, which has traditionally been a black neighborhood. Um, During, you know, the redlining days when black people couldn't purchase property in the more affluent neighborhoods, that is an area that we were able to purchase property. Um, But, you know, of course, over decades or whatever, people have moved out and a lot of the resources from that community have been stripped. So trying to figure out a way to put some of those resources back and make it to be a sustainable community. Um, It's very close to over the Rhine neighborhood, which is pretty popular here in Cincinnati. Um, And there's a new soccer stadium, FC Cincinnati's gonna be building their soccer stadium in the West End. Wow, that's wonderful. Um, So there's more attention being paid to the West End. So trying to make sure that as development and resources are put into the community that they're benefiting the current community members. Um, so right. trying to prevent gentrification um, and trying to educate people about home ownership. Um, so I've been very fortunate to do some of this hands-on work. Um, so I did I did step away from producing the TV show. Um, I am very much still in support of the concept and what the show is all about. Um, but this is just an opportunity for me to actually do more um, and be hands on the ground. I like being behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am. I love being behind the camera. I'm not I as comfortable that. on the camera. Um, but you know, I I went to SCPA here in Cincinnati, and um, I was a technical theater major. Never thought I would use my technical theater skills okay. in the real world. Um, it was just something to do three bells a day. Um, <laughs> but the show actually gave me an opportunity to start using those skills. Um, I've got to work on Grandpa, which is a feature film that was filmed here in Cincinnati. Um, I've done some work on a vampire movie. Um, and I was an extra on The Public, um, which really? was an Estevez, uh, film. It was amazing. It was filmed here in Cincinnati's public library. Um, so, you know, it was a great opportunity for me to use some of those technical skills and meet some yeah. great people. Um, so I'm very fortunate to, to have that opportunity, but it we, we've, we've changed gears a little bit. Um, and even I've even kind of brought a little bit of that into the business. Yeah. So I do social media marketing for um, about 10, 15 companies. Um, depends on which day you ask me. <laughs> but so I was finding that a lot of my customers weren't giving me video content. So I actually started offering video production. Um, so we're doing stuff like recording fitness videos for you know people so that we can use those videos on their social media. Wow. Um, we're, we recorded an information session um, for a lady that's hosting a workshop, hopefully in April, um, if we're able to go outside and be around people. Um, but we've been use, I've been using those video production skills kind of to support the social media so it's right. a part of my content development team. Um, I've got a videographer and editor, wow. and you know, so it's 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 all or 
uh, growing and evolving organically. And I'm just happy to be a part of the ride. <laughs> well, I think that's wonderful. I think that um, the fact that you didn't talk about it, it tells your, you know, a lot of women, we, we have so much to offer and we think that we don't. I had spoken to somebody and, you know, I told her, you know, I think you'd be perfect for a virtual assistant or even an OBM. And she goes, yeah, but I find it very hard to look past that I'm more than just booger wiper. And, you know, to, to, to empower women to take what they even as, I mean, a lot of skills that I learned from my, com from my company and my business, I've learned from being a full-time stay-at-home mom. Yes. You know, making sure that I, uh, running my house, I, I, I try to run my house like one of my clients. Um, everything, I have a project management software that I use and uh, Figueroa House is one of the, you know, clients on there. And because I want to make sure that um, my budget is, you know, good because um, I want to have a good life. I want to make sure my home is paid. And when it comes to business and personal expenses, yeah, they change in the sense of what they get allotted to. But the the way the structure is, it's the same thing. It's mm -hmm. the same exact thing. So um, I try to explain to people that you need one, you need a team. Uh, as much as it like hurts your soul to think that you're, you know, putting out money, you're going to get 10 times what you put out if you hire yeah. every person. Um, and if you and, focus your energy on what you're really good at. Right. That's the right. thing is that, you know, you, you are an expert in something. Right. And if you spend your energy on that, then that's going to take your business so much further than you doing, you know, some of the back end stuff or you doing, trying to build your own website. I mean, there's lots of software and sites yeah. that you can go on and build an okay website. Right. But it's not the same as having a professionally designed website. Those sites yeah. don't give you good search engine ranking. Um, a lot of them, you know, they're very cookie cutter, so they look like everybody else's site. Right. Um, it's, you know, and if you're not a website expert, um, it's really easy to get frustrated and give up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even if I work with a client that's using one of the pre-made softwares, mm -hmm. I can still go into the back end and hack it and make it do right. things that you most know people can't do. Right. So, you know, I mean, like there is a, definitely a benefit to what we call staying in your lane. Do right. Your yeah. Focus on what you're an expert at and then outsource the things that, you know, aren't your area of expertise or they don't give you, they don't set your soul on fire. Right. You know, if you hate doing accounting and record keeping, then you're not going to do it. You're going to put it off. It's all going right. to be in a shoe box. You're going right. to, you know, you're going to postpone it and then you're going to try and slap something together around tax time. Why not just outsource oh, that to someone yeah, that's bad. who loves doing that stuff right. and you're going to get a much better result. Right. Wow. Yeah, we, we need to stop glorifying the term solopreneur. Solopreneur. Preneur. That's not like, no. Like, that's not, we need to build a team. We need to, and building a team doesn't mean that you're paying out the, out your pockets for all these people and you're, you're Google, you know, no. Having a team could be, um, it could be someone that, uh, your spouse, it could be a partner, it could be some somebody like that. It doesn't have to be somebody that um, you're paying a lot of money to obviously that's very beneficial but you have to have a team in-house and virtually especially people see that now you can't yeah. i mean your business a brick and mortar i'm actually in, intrigued to see what happens after all this with when it comes to businesses because i think it's gonna in my head as, as an entrepreneur and i'm sure you think the same way 
as much as this is horrible dealing with right now, I'm actually quite excited for what happens after. You know, I, I'm actually quite excited about it because I think it's going to be wonderful. I think this this time is giving people to a chance to actually say, well, now you have no excuse but to stop and actually evaluate what you're doing or what you want to do. So I'm. At, this is a very hard time, and and it's you know, this people are, are passing away from this virus. People are sick from this virus. Um, it's very scary. We're you know social distancing, but I mean, this is socializing, and we're we're in different places. I mean, and we're in different cities. Right. <laughs> it's, it's no big deal. It's just about this right here: the communication, the the networking, the the connecting with people. Just just connect. And what you're doing is wonderful. And I actually, we may have to talk because I have a lot of ideas in my company for the future. And uh, marketing is not as much as I want to try to play. Like it's my, I enjoy it. I um, love it. That's, 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 that's not my. That's not my. That's not my stuff. That's not my thing. You know, I love what I do. I, well, love, I want to go back to what I you just it. said because I agree with you 100. percent I think we are going to come out of this so much stronger. Right. So much. Better, have better connections. I already told somebody the cookouts this summer are going to be everything. Oh my goodness. We're going to show up again because right. we've gotten really distant and really, you know, kind of in our own little silos. And now that we're kind of forced away from each other, we're all craving this human contact. So, I mean, it is terrible what's happening. Right. Um, it's very unfortunate, yeah. both what's happening physically and what's happening emotionally because a lot of people are being upset by this, their lives are being disrupted. Right. I, I can only imagine what's going on with people who have school age kids. And you know, every day the kids getting up like, we're not going to school today. Yeah. You know, at first it's like, hey, party. But like, you know, after a while it's like, um, yeah. this is this is what I do. This is my job. Like, yeah. so, you know, everybody's lives are being disrupted and that's terrible. But when this is over, we are going to be so much better and so much stronger as a community. I um, I, I, I am way. really looking forward I to that. I feel that way so strongly. Yes. And, you know, I'm trying to focus on that. And I think my kids, they're going to be like, I need to see my friends. <laughs> they're going to want to go to school. They're going to be like, I need to leave you, mom. Your face, I love you, but your face, I, got, I, I need it. I need a break. And then um, yeah. I, I'm intrigued. Um, we could talk for hours, obviously, but I'm intrigued about relationships you know how that's gonna pan out because uh, let's not let's not try to be naive with that you know people they they're together but now they're together so we'll see we what happens with that we have to be intentional about nurturing those relationships right. and giving people right you know space to be human space yeah. to you know be by themselves sometimes you right. know i, think, I work you know, from home my family's used to me being here all the time so we have we have systems already without even trying to mm -hmm. that my, you know, my husband has the basement where if he wants to go downstairs, we have, not, and this is not a boast, but we have three floors. So if he wants to go down there, my kids are upstairs and I'm in the office, we have space. And right. that is, that is very important because then when we come together, it's so much, so much better because yep. we're, we miss each other. But um, this time is definitely making you have to come up with ideas. But that's why I'm like, you know what, this whole time, I'm gonna just interview as many women as I can that are being, you know, kicking ass and doing what they're supposed to be doing. And 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 would we just gotta connect, we have to. Yes. So I am um, I am glad so that you grateful. put this platform together. Thank, thank you. you, thank you. I am so grateful for this. So thank you for uh, doing the interview with me today. Uh, before we leave, where can everybody contact you if they wanna speak to you? So everyone, 
I'm going to give you guys my number. It's 513-917-3959. You can follow me on social media. Um, I am at Manage Cincy on both Instagram and Twitter. And my Facebook is under nahamani.org. It is spelled out N-A-H-A-M-A-N-I.org. That is also my website address. Um, if you Google me, um, you will find me there as well. Um, so I'm really easy to get in touch with. Um, and I, like I said, I like building relationships with people. So definitely reach out to me. Let's schedule a consultation. Let's get to know each other um, in any way that I can help different organizations grow their business and become more digitally inter interconnected. Um, I'm happy to do that. So I look forward to connecting with more people. And Sasha, yes, you and I can chat offline. Yeah. Um, I would love to help you with your business. And if there's you know, other organizations that need my help out there, I'm here. <laughs> We're getting through this. Right. Um, and I, you know, I want to see people flourish through these, use these times mm -hmm. to get their digital presence together because, you know, business has to, business must be done. So yep. it's so important. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, this was wonderful. I can't wait to spend, I think we need to do another, another episode of, um, a little bit more in depth in your services because okay, I don't think people know how serious it is that you are. Absolutely. I would say that. I would now. love that. Yeah, I would love that. I think that's wonderful. So thank you everybody for listening or watching. If you're watching, um, thank you. If you have any questions, just either contact me or contact her on the information that she gave you, and we will see what we can do for you. Thanks, guys. See you guys. Bye bye.